everyone to another special episode of the Buck Stops here, the official show of NotHallOfFame.com. And of course, I'm Kirk Buckner. Uh, I run NotHallOfFame.com and the United States Athletics Hall of Fame and the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame and the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm busy, but here's I get a chance to talk to someone who's just as busy, an icon. I'm going to call you an icon of Boston uh, sports media. If you say it enough times, it's true. <laughs> yeah like 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 the old saying uh from the movie the fish that saved pittsburgh if you if you use a word three times a day yeah seven days a week it's officially yours well all right we're we're already friends now because you referenced the fish that saved pittsburgh and you and i might be the only the greatest basketball movie in history Ooh, it could be oh definitely uh definitely of a 20-year window i'll say that but with mm. me is uh tom murphy how you doing I'm great, bud. Thanks for asking me on. This is a, this is going to be a treat. Yeah, and uh, before we sort of like uh, go on and discuss uh, Boston sports legends who we think might have been snubbed in the hall, uh, where can everyone find you? Oh, you can you can check me out on um, the app formerly known as Twitter at tmurph two hundred seven. I uh, I call it Zitter now. Uh, I refuse to just go with with X, so it's Zitter. Um, you can find me there. You can find me at uh, Boston DieHardBostonSportsFans.com. Um, I'm currently writing there, and of course, I'm I'm all over the YouTube's. Yeah, you've also and you've also got you're the co-host of uh, the One Patriots Place podcast. Yeah, One Patriots Place um, that has been um, shelved right now after a 17 year run. Um, my partner had decided to um, to step down uh, for personal reasons. And right now, I, I could not bring myself to uh, the great Steve Balistrieri. You can find him at patsfans.com. Um, I, I just can't see myself doing the show without him. But you can also catch me on Locked On Patriots on the Locked On uh, NFL Network. Nice. And I didn't realize that until we right before we started talking. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, no, no, sorry for what? No, my okay. fault. I'm I'm the Canadian. I'm supposed to say sorry all the time. That's my gig. That's what I do. Oh no, and you and you folks are really good at it. And I've I've adopted that that philosophy. <laughs> Being an Irish Catholic, you know, we we have we have that that sorry guilt thing um, built in into us from a young age. And, and the and a misappropriation of the letter R. But that that's neither here nor there. But I no. I did realize because uh, I joined uh, the IBWAA, the Internet Baseball Writers, Writers uh, and I didn't realize that you were a co-founder of that. Well, no, not a co-founder, but I was one of I was one oh, of the first. earliest members of it. Oh, uh, okay. Howard Cole, who who ran it. I'm sorry, I might have been misleading when we were talking. Howard Cole, um, who was the founder of of the IBWAA, was. Um, you know, kind enough to, to ask me to join in. And, and it, it's been a great experience bringing internet writers together and giving us more of a, a national platform in bringing um, writers, uh, internet writers about baseball, um, a little more uh, credence. You know, we, we, we aren't just a bunch of, of bloggers. We are people who take our, our jobs and our careers very seriously. And for, you know, a lot of us, this is the way that we earn a living. And it, it helps us support each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you know, if you, if you tag the IBWAA in, in any, any posts that you make, 
you know, we'll we'll get that sent out to the rest of our members who who send it out to other people, and it gets your um your work the 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 credit and the viewership that it really deserves. Uh, I would I would um wholeheartedly um stump for anybody out there who is a baseball writer to join the IBWAA and um and get involved as much as you can in making uh this venture that that we're all a part of you know the the love of baseball that we all share um just a little bit better well so let's uh, stick with uh baseball uh the core of pretty much everything i do is discussing who is not in baseball hall hall of fame there's one red Sox, i red Sox player i think you know exactly who i'm going to discuss right now yep. who is not in who's got the stats to be in, who I thought, even back when I was a little kid, I liked him better than somebody who was in, who was also in his, shared his, the outfield with him. Yep. Of course, I was more of a stolen base singles guy myself. So Okay. And I guess I still am to a certain degree. Uh, but Jim Rice is in the Hall of Fame, which I think uh, a lot of people feel that he should be. But there's a lot of people who think that Dwight Evans should have been there first, and he criminally has not gotten a lot of support. Uh, is that somebody that you would – or is maybe there's somebody else you're thinking of in Boston that should have gotten a due, his due ahead of him? No. Uh, um, well well said in getting his due. Uh, Dewey Evans should be in the Hall of Fame. He should have been in the Hall of Fame a long, long time ago. Um, Jim Rice, of course, just did get in. Jim should have been in much earlier, but he had issues with, with a lot of the BBWAA, the Baseball Writers Association that. of America. Yeah, he um, Jim was Jim was a tad bit um, uh, cold with mm -hmm. the local writers uh, for whatever reason. They did not get along well. He wasn't somebody. He put it this way: if if Carlton Fisk had had a great day and somebody came up in the locker room and, and uh, asked Jim Rice a question about, he's like, Carlton Fisk is the star of this game. When Go ask him some questions. He's, he just wasn't a very open person. Mm. You know, he was somebody that, that, that wanted his teammates to get uh, the, the credit and the accolades. He, he would want, if Dwight Evans had gone four for four and knocked in three runs, but Rice hit a, a, hit a solo shot in the third inning of the game and they wanted to talk to him about it. He's like, go talk to Dewey. Why, why are you talking to me? And that rubbed a lot of, of uh, the, the elitist um, in print writers here in Boston, the wrong way. Um, so he didn't even get the support from them that others did. And, uh, and, and that was, that was really hurtful. Uh, I think, you know, to me personally, I, because Jim Rice was always one of the, one of my, you know, uh, heroes growing up, you know, and, um, but no, to circle it back around. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Evans is, is somebody that is, is, I, I don't understand why he isn't in the hall. He has all the offensive numbers. He's somebody that, that played the game, um cleanly you know if you want to say it that way uh he he used no performance enhancing drugs his 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 the second half of his career was better than the first half of his career at the plate and he is hands down after roberto clemente the best arm that i have ever seen in the outfield 
So why do you think he fell off so quickly? Um, chicks dig the long ball. <laughs> okay. Fair Basically, enough. that's it. Um, chicks dig the long ball. And um, he did not hit that magic number of home runs that we all associate with the Hall of Fame. And um, I think that's kept him out. I also think that uh, a backlog hit right when Dewey first uh, was eligible. And it, it just, a, you know, his, his last best hope is is getting in on uh, in the, uh, the, what are we calling it now? They, I think they changed the name of yeah, it. Yeah, they changed the names of all, but through the Veterans. Uh, yeah, through the Veterans yeah. Committee. Thank you very much. And um, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm old and I forget things. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it's the lack of commitment from the Baseball Writers Association to ballplayers who were defensive players first is really um, egregious. It, 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 it's terrible, in fact. You know, there are, there are you know, we, we talk about five tools of baseball, and three of those tools are hitting. And um, they put too much emphasis on that and not enough on the defensive side of the ball, I think. Although that has certainly changed, uh, I think if Evans came up now uh, with the advanced metrics, I mean, yeah. like Lou Whitaker is another one that sort of right. Comes to mind. Oh, good one. Yeah. Oh, good pull. Good pull, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, Whitaker, the, that, those old Whitaker to Trammel days were were fantastic, and I, I think you know they're they're overlooked. Um, you know, it, it's it's. <clears throat> But it's still, I you get you get your Ozzy Smiths in, in, and you know the the, the shortstops where 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 defense is a little more um, prevalent up until you know the Nomar um, Cal Ripken days when it became more of an offensive um, uh, position. And uh, but no, I, I do I, I I think defense is is. Um, far down on a lot of uh not only writers and hall voters but even fans uh um perception of the game and and who should be playing it i mean you know the dh is there for a reason i've, I've always said that there's there's a reason that uh that i enjoy the designated hitter and and most of all it's because it allows uh pitching to to be better you have somebody in there you don't have to pull your pitcher for a pinch hitter in the late innings when they're dealing it may but most of all it makes uh you know yes it does make the game more high scoring but most of all it it, it makes the the team better defensively because you don't necessarily your first baseman is usually a slugger anyway but now you can take that guy and you can make him a DH instead of having him try to play a position that is very difficult to to uh, to master. You know, regardless of what uh, is said in the great mo movie of Moneyball, um, it, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's it's incredibly hard to play first base. <laughs> and if you can if you can get somebody over there uh, that that can actually um, patrol the the cool side of the of the diamond you know if 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 third base is the hot corner i like to call first base the cool corner um uh all the better there's another name that is on the ballot currently mm -hmm. uh, very polarizing for a lot of people uh and we're gonna go in the whole pd thing uh 
I've been sort of open on my line. Yep. If you did something before 2004 when baseball agreed to it, when the players agreed to it. Okay. Uh, so for me, players like Bonds should be in because uh, technically they didn't do anything wrong in my eyes. Okay. Saying that, I mean, a lot of people disagree with me. Obviously, he's not in. Right. Uh, beyond that, if you did do something and you got caught, like Manny Ramirez, yep. I struggle. Like when we had our own IBW, like we yep. had our vote. Uh, I still voted for him, but the, I had to really, really think about that. I just thought it sort of overtook it. And baseball is an interesting game. I don't have to tell you that, where the line gets blurred as to what's legal, what's not. Uh, Gaylord mm -hmm. Perry famously is, is right. Out of property was me and the spitter. You, you can go back in the annals of time and find PED users all the way to Mickey Mantle. Okay, is LASIK surgery a performance enhancing procedure? Um, there are there. I I am telling you right now, mm -hmm. there are PED users already in the Hall of Fame. I, some, I that. some that I've played with. Okay, and uh, just to to keep anybody here from getting sued. Uh, um, I won't mention those names. Uh, I won't mention that name. Um, mm -hmm. I understand why Manny is being kept out. What I don't agree with is the hypocrisy. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Baseball Writers Association turned a blind eye to PED use for over a decade. Until PEDs started trickling down to the high school level and the college level and the problems that they caused there, it wasn't an issue anywhere. All right. These guys were being voted in. Um, so that that's my real issue with it. I believe Manny Ramirez is a hall of fame player. Manny Ramirez is the greatest right-handed hitter that I've ever had the pleasure of watching play baseball. You know, I can't go back. I didn't see Ted Williams play baseball. People always get on me for that. I look at, at the game in with the blinders of who I saw play. Mm -hmm. Manny Ramirez is a Hall of Fame ball player. And Manny Ramirez gets my vote every, every single year. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, there are guys in there right now that have used. They know that, you know, um, they know that they used and they vote them in. Um, there, there was a lot of speculation that came out. I, I think you'll, you'll probably remember it. The New York Times article that listed the guys that tested positive on the baseline um, the testing. Yeah. 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 And Manny was on it. So was David Ortiz. Mm -hmm. And um, I always had difficulty with that because they never told anybody what they were testing for. You know, in, in those in, in that era, in that that 90s, early 2000s era before um, the baseline proved or showed that so many guys were, were doing it, um, it was a, uh, a, a, a chemist's dreamscape. OK, you could go into the into the labs and, and work up anything and, and you know, <laughs> There was no testing whatsoever. It, it was it was it was a fantastic time for them 
to show that I can help you become better, stronger, faster. And, and there, there were no rules against it. My, my, my issue with that was nobody told anybody what they were testing for. It wasn't like, okay, we're testing for testosterone. We're testing for Darball. We're testing for the, you can, you can walk into a lot of, uh, into a lot of drugstores and buy what they were testing for over the counter. And that boosted that to, to the point where, yep, we've got to test everybody. Mm-hmm. And, but, but getting back to my original point was, um, do you think anybody in San Francisco didn't watch Barry Bonds's head grow three sizes <laughs> from the time he, he was in Pittsburgh to the time he left the game or to the time that he set the home run record? And it was never brought up. It was never written about. And then they all stood on their soapboxes and said, you cheated. You can't be in. Well, you watched me do it. You watched me copy off somebody else's paper and you didn't say anything. And then you're arguing with, you know, me getting the uh, a gold star on the, the, the chalkboard in third grade. You know, you should have said something and you didn't. So now you're holding yourself above. You're, you're sitting on a white horse saying who should be in and who shouldn't based on this um this uh criteria now i understand that that in the criteria to be in the hall of fame um it's different than in other halls okay there's there's a personal conduct quality to your vote okay and this is why i don't vote for barry bonds okay i don't vote for barry bonds because he sat in a court of law and perjured himself. That to me is going over the line. There's a reason I don't vote for Roger Clements because he sat in front of Congress and perjured himself. And to me, that is more egregious than anything that you did. Also that, you know, Clements threw his best friend under the bus and said that, you know, that didn't happen. so, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a very gray area, but yeah, I, I do believe that Manny should be in, like I said, I think he's the best right-handed hitter that I've ever seen. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, it's just, it's just tiring because you go, you, when you go to Canton and you look at the plaques, you know, the guys that used and they're in there and they're still being put in there. Okay. Or Cooperstown. Yeah, Cooperstown. I'm sorry. I was okay, just yeah. writing. I was <laughs> okay. Cooperstown. I'm sorry. I was I was just writing a a, a Patriots article oh, sorry. <laughs> before okay. I yeah. came in. Yeah. So yeah. So it, when you're at Cooperstown, a place that I've been to uh, a dozen times in my life, I've I've coached teams that play on the baseball field there, and it's you know one of my favorite places in the world. I'm sorry for that mental, uh, you know, to. No, no, no. I'll get. I'll get. I, I just want to make sure because I, I thought I was was wondering if it, I was going to segue over to the to f- football at that point because there are obviously PD users in football, but we don't care. Like no. Ron Miller will not be don't care by what by his six games six or four I forget. Uh, but his his PD suspension that won't hurt right. him Iota. But nope. in baseball, we fantasize about the numbers, right? Uh, especially with Bonds and my partner and my weekly Hall of Fame show Evan Nola. Uh, he said it best, like once Bud Selig got in, who presided yeah. over this era. Right. Uh, then. All bets were off. That's a beautiful yeah. analogy. Yeah. And sure enough, when that happened, 
there were some voters who did say the same thing. And if I remember correctly, I think both Bonds, Clemens, Sheffield uh, jumped up quite a bit yep. uh, with that. And some writers saying that as much. Uh, there's one other Red Sox player that I want to get gauge your opinion on. He's been on a veterans ballot before. And I'm wondering if you got to see him play. Uh, like for me, he'll always sort of be remembered in a Cheers episode. That's Louis Tian. Yeah. Uh, I love Louis. Uh, Louis a fantastic ball player. He meant so much to the game itself. Um, I think just just for what he did for the game of baseball, he belongs in. But but no, his his numbers, without a doubt, um, I think put him in. Uh, it, it, I, I know it's borderline and I'm not going to be one of those guys who brings up, you know, he's in and he's in. So this guy should be in because he was obviously, you know, uh, you, you, when, when you're trans transitioning in, in no other hall of fame, I think, does it, does it, um, do the, 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 the era that you played in, um, predicate the way you got into the ball. We talked about defense earlier and, and, and a lot of uh, more emphasis I think was put on getting guys into the hall of fame in the fifties the and the sixties, you know, and even the seventies for their defensive prowess as opposed to what they did at the plate. But, um, but no, I think Louis, Louis deserves to be in. Yeah. Without a doubt. And he, he's somebody that gets my vote, you know, every single year on the IBWAA. Okay. Uh, the, I want to switch over to football. There's a couple players. Well, right now we've got Rodney Harrison, who's a finalist. Yep. Uh, I don't think he's going to get in this year, not because he doesn't deserve it. Uh, I think some people will just look at a raw number of Pro Bowls, and I, I think he missed out on a lot of Pro yeah. Bowls just because a lot of people didn't like the guy. Right. Uh, saying that, just the way the Pro Football. The Jim Rice effect. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, but 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 now he's in media, so it's got the reverse right. effect. So he might be getting some attention <coughs> some other people. Right. Because of that, football is very much, hey, you're on TV. This certainly yeah, helps. Uh, it does. Rodney's probably not going to get in this year only because of the way the queue sort of seems to work. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that he will get in? Like Most of the time, once you reach this stage, yeah. there's a pretty good chance, but it took him a little bit longer. What do you Once you become a finalist, which is 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 a really big deal here, and baseball has has picked up on it, and uh, now we announce finalists for uh, everything from uh, rookie of the year to uh, you know um, uh, MVP. But in, in baseball, I mean, in football, being being a finalist for the Hall of Fame has always been that that last step that you have to get over. I think. And, and um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm in, in agreement with you. I, I think Rodney Harrison is a hall of fame. I think he had an outstanding career. I think capping it off in new England with two super bowl victories um, really shined his resume, which lacks um Pro Bowl nods or all pro nods. And these are things that, that too many people look at, I believe, in, as opposed to the career and what you did. Um, yeah, I, but no, I think Rodney Harrison definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame. I think uh, a lot of the, the Patriots that will get overlooked over the next few years uh, who played with Tom Brady and, and still, I think, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, Rodney won his two Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. 
be. And I can understand that, but you know, it's still a team sport and they still had something to do with it. And yeah, in football, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I, I go a little bit deeper than, than those accolades. Um, certainly in baseball, I think in the past, all-star nods and, and uh, gold gloves play, play a huge role in, in my estimation of whether or not somebody's a hall of fame player but it, it comes down to the eye test and and i think he is i think he's a hall of famer there's uh, two other uh, former patriots uh one that again my partner evan is huge on for the hall uh that's a tight end ben Coates. no no without luck. a doubt w- w- without a doubt ben Coates is is the last throwback to the great tight ends of of yesteryear nowadays tight ends are um are really one dimensional, large wide receivers that are, that are brought in. What Ben Coates did on a, on a football field was amazing. And it was something that, that people hadn't, hadn't seen in a very long time at that, at that level. And yeah, no, I agree. Ben Coates should be in the hall of fame. And he never had a lot of love at all. There's somebody who I'm kind of huge on, but I think he part of, technically part of the Patriots dynasty, but not really because he didn't get a Super Bowl. that he bookended that. Logan Mankins is someone who was so good. Thank you so much. It is so difficult for um for those guys to to get the the consideration that they deserve. You know, the the, the those frontline guys. I mean take a look at me folks. I'm I'm a center. Okay. I, I grew up, I played center. Um, but Logan Mankins was, was a young here. And if you ask Tom Brady uh, himself, uh, you know, who he owes a lot of his success to uh, Logan Mankins is, is going to be right up there and, and sure. But linemen, it's really, really difficult. You have to, you have to put up some serious hardware when it comes to being an all pro being invited to the pro bowl on the, on, on the first, the first ballot, you know, I mean, not somebody, well, we're going to bring Logan Mankins in because so-and-so declined their invitation. But if, if, you know, you're the first invite, you know, if you're, if you're not the plus one on the wedding invite, you know, it's, it's something that, 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 you know, weighs really heavily on the committee. And I think maybe, maybe a bit too much, but what Logan Mankins was able to do in his career here, uh, is is very uh underrated i lied i got one more name the person i most want to have barbecue with uh who is on their radar and who has been a, a semi-finalist ever since he's been eligible uh that is vince wilford okay. oh big vince i always say that wrong i don't know why yeah no without a without a doubt big vince uh should be in i think he will go in he bookend a a, a fantastic career with two super bowl victories um i can't think of well, maybe three or four, four players during his time that I would rather have on that side of the line than Big Vince. And and while we're talking about guys that that should be in, um, you know, I don't I don't want to get away from that too much. But no, Big oh, Vince is is really somebody that that I admire. Somebody that came to work every day, did not fill up the stat sheet in the way that defensive ends do or, or, you know, linebackers do, or even, even some of the other um, uh, go after that, uh, that quarterback type that, that wasn't his role. He was able to go after the quarterback and, and get sacks, but it wasn't his, his role was, was more, I'm going to eat up three other linemen so you can look good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that. 
And but like I said, before we get away, Stanley Morgan should have been in the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame 30 years ago. Okay. That's a, a there there is this is a man that that oh God, I, I gotta it's terrible. Um have to go back and look up his his stats. He was eating up a he was eating up a lot of yards in the seventies when a lot of people Yeah, he, he really was. He's he's he sat there and and here we go. Um he, he made four Pro Bowls. He was never named an all pro. But this is a man who averaged for his career 19.2 yards per reception. 19.2. I wanted to make sure that I got that right. Um, nobody who's in the Hall of Fame has averaged anything close to that. He did it in an era when you could actually play defense against wide receivers. There wasn't that five-yard rule. You couldn't. You 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 could have your hands on a wide receiver the entire way through the route, and um, until Peyton Manning came along and they started crying that the Patriots were just too uh, too physical, you know, and, and they changed that rule. Um, you know, the great Ty Law, who is a is a Hall of Famer, and um, and it, it it's criminal to me that this man isn't in the hall of fame with the career that he had, but in those days, you know, the, the, the Patriots weren't the Patriots of the, the two thousands, you know, the, you, you know, he, he missed that time. He missed that era. He did get to a super bowl. And unfortunately the Patriots uh, got swamped by the bears in it. But other than that, I mean, this is a guy that, that defensive backs feared that defensive coordinators planned against every single Sunday. What are we going to do to stop Stanley Morgan? And um, they couldn't do it. Not only that too. Yeah. Going back to your point, he did play on some mediocre best Patriots teams. Yep. And okay. Who's your deep threat for about a 10 year period. I think it was only him. There really wasn't. It wasn't even like a bat, like around a similar time. Right. That doesn't quite parallel, but like with Marino, we had Duper and Clayton. But then, you know, there, there's always, right. there, there's, there's always sort of like that, that one, one intangible. That's it. He, he only had two years of double digit touchdowns. And that was, you know, with, with Jim Plunkett in 79. And then again in, in um, 86. And, it, you know, other than that, I mean, it, it's a touchdown driven league, especially at that position. And um, and it, it, it's this man, he ended he put put up almost 11,000 yards in a 13 year career. You know, he it, it going to Indianapolis, him, him playing football in Indianapolis Colts uniform killed me, <laughs> put it that way. But he's he, he's somebody that that I believe should be in the Hall of Fame. There are and I didn't do this in baseball, but there are lesser people in the Hall of Fame than him. There will be lesser people in the Hall of Fame compared to some guys that I believe that will will be on the ballot, but will never get consideration. Um, you know, guys like uh, like Julian Edelman, who I believe is, you know, the best clutch performer that I've ever seen because he didn't put up those numbers during the regular season. But when the playoffs came around, you know, he was, he was on when the, the, the lights were the brightest 
and uh, and I believe that that Edelman eleven should should be in the Hall of Fame. If uh, I mean, if Lynn Swan is in the Hall of Fame, Julian Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I may not be with you on on that one, Sid, but I certainly understand the argument. No, I understand why you're not in on it with me. I really do. Um, it, it's it, for a, a slot receiver to um, to do what what he did is is really unnoticed by a lot of the masses. If you're not watching him every every single week and you understand how important he was to what happened here. Um it, it, it's it's kind of scary, but but I I believe that he did, and and we we look at we look at ball players that we grew up watching. I mean, I, I assume you're about 15 years younger than I am. I don't. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I but I grew up watching Lynn Swan play, and I I think Julian Edelman did everything and more than what Lynn Swan did uh, for the New England Patriots, as you know Lynn Swan did for those great Steelers game Steelers teams. Yeah, most of my uh, coming of age was in the '80s, so like I'm 51. Okay. Yeah. You know, just turning 57 this week, so right. you 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 just you just look that much younger than me. Uh, you can't tell, but it's, I think a lot of it's just because I kept my hair. But yes. Uh, All right. Uh, that that that's sort of like a, like a big part of that too, and. I don't know. Maybe it's all the Canadian coal. I don't know. It might be that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Canadian coal. It's a cold. It's my it's my favorite cold. Yeah, but whenever whenever it gets super cold, I always see like in the, the American weather. Well, an Arctic wind came in from Canada. Oh, okay, it's not like we actually pushed it there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no like, you didn't. No, you didn't. If but, we yeah. would, that would be the direction that we would push it. Yeah, but I, I I get it. I yeah. do. I get it. But um, no, I, I, I love the, I love the, the America's hat up there. America's <laughs> up there. I have been for, I, I, I've been a huge fan of Canada my entire life. And, um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are there. Cause I, I still get to great watch great shows like Shorzy. <laughs> yeah. Actually that reminds me, I got to sort of like set them up as nominees for the fictitious uh, athlete hall of fame that I do. There you go. Yeah. There Absolutely. you go. Ted Hitchcock. There you go. Well, I've certainly loved this. Uh, I for sure want to do this again. Maybe once we see who is sort of getting in or like maybe next, like as Morgan was a semifinalist. Yeah. So we can maybe react to that and, and you can sort of like give your New England perspective as it is. There you go. Love there you that. Go. I'm, I'm always happy to give a New England perspective. It's, it's not as popular as it once was. Um, but but no, I'll 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 take it and uh, it, it, I'll I'll put up with it, you know I'll put up with it with the hate because you know it, it, it was the the last twenty years being a Boston fan, being a New England fan has has been unreal and I, I was very lucky to see it. I didn't think that I would see it in my entire life. I would have died happy after one Super Bowl. I said and there you know we got six i i would have been happy to die the 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 day that the uh that in 2004 when when the red sox won their first world series you know the the most popular destination the next day were uh grave sites and uh because we all went to go see our parents who had never gotten to see this i was one of those guys and i i i put a uh uh a uh pennant down on my father's grave that day and um it was it was it was fantastic it, it, it 
these past 20 years. It's never going to happen again in sports. You know, what, what the Patriots did and, and what the Red Sox and the Bruins and the Celtics were able to do in this 20 year span. It, it's just been, been a fun ride being a Boston fan during this time. And, um, and right now I, I'm back to hoping again that I get to just see one more. Well, you, you left out the Bruins in there too. I don't do hockey. Oh, you don't I do hockey? In, okay. No, I, I live, I live in Connecticut. Okay. And I have been boycotting the NHL since the Whalers were stolen and taken to uh, Carolina. I have not watched an NHL game since the Hartford Whalers left Hartford. And I never will again. Um, this was Gary Bettman's vision was to take the Whalers and help build his little sunbelt of a league uh, of a division and um, expected us to go and be Bruins fans or be Rangers fans or, you know, Islanders fans. And I won't do it. I'm not playing into that. And that really bit him in the ass because at the time I was actually a Nielsen house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you, you can imagine what a lot of us think of Batman when uh, they lost Winnipeg. Well, they yeah. Won, uh, Quebec City. Actually, I grew yep. up in Oh, I, I loved going to, to Whalers games up in Quebec. I love Quebec. Uh, fantastic province. And um, yeah, it, it's just shameful. It's just shameful what Gary Bettman has done to this league for, you know, short money. And uh, you're thinking it, about it, doing Atlanta again. Can you believe it? Yeah. I mean, come on. For whatever come reason. On. He, because he 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 just will not get off the 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 southern sun belt division thing that he wants yeah. you know it, it's fair. his legacy and it's 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 you know right but I, to be I, fair, I look at it if, some, if you can't if, to me all right yeah. you don't deserve hockey if you can't walk down into your living room on christmas day and find a new pair of freaking eddie bowers to unwrap and a coho and go out into your backyard that your old man flooded, okay, to play hockey. If you can't go out onto a pond in your neighborhood and play hockey, you don't deserve to have an HL team. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just – it. I, I, I don't know. My, my, my opinion changed a, a little bit a lot of that when I saw how well Nashville supported, which I never saw coming. Uh, Tampa has turned out to be a, a very good supportive team. Uh, Carolina, I know you don't want to hear it, but they've no. done reasonably well, better yeah. than you think. But Atlanta's failed twice, and yeah. there's no reason why they're not even great football fans. No, so I, I don't see Atlanta. How. Atlanta is the worst professional sports town in America. I didn't want to say that publicly, but yes, <laughs> they really are. They're the, the, they're the absolute worst. I, I lived in Augusta, Georgia for a year. Um, and nobody cares. Nobody cares about the Hawks. Nobody cares about the Falcons. Nobody cares about the Thrashers. You know, it, 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 they, it, it's all about Georgia football. It's all about Georgia Tech football. It's all about I, if you could get the crowd. Yeah, I couldn't believe the crowd for the first time I went to see a Georgia Tech, Georgia baseball game. Oh, really? Yeah. It was unreal. I'm not even talking football. All right. Now, football, they start tailgating down there, you know, three days before games, big games start. And baseball, the place is packed. I love playing baseball down there. It was fantastic. 
<coughs> my son considered going down there to play baseball for Georgia State, which was is a Division two school. And um, he, uh, and I told him, I said it's a fantastic college sports state. You'll you'll love being down there. I love your your obsession with Pepsi. Yeah. You know, the on the, the there you go. You know the unofficial sponsor here. Um, but but no, it, when it comes to when it comes to professional sports, they just don't give a damn. They they jump on a bandwagon when a team is hot and then jump right off of it. You know they they you know that that's it. The only person that that loves the uh, the um, the Atlanta Falcons is is Martin Blank, <laughs> Arthur Blank. I'm sorry, Martin. That might Blank. be right. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're onto something there. I I've had, I had a discussion with uh, George Kunz's son Matt. Oh, okay. Um, recently, and so one of the things I, I I I I sort of said like one of the things that hurts his dad for getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame mm -hmm. is he's mostly known as an Atlanta Falcon and that's right. not exactly a fan base no. that does a whole lot to say. No, they have, they have, it, it, this is Atlanta and they have three beat writers, three that cover the Falcons. Three. Give me a break. Yeah. You know, the Atlanta journal constitution, you, you have two guys that, that cover, you know, there's one other guy from uh, a paper down there who's, who, I'm sorry, uh, I can't recall if it, at this moment, but no, they, even the Braves, um, you know, don't get the respect and love that they deserve down there for what they've given to that town. Um, they had to go out and build them a, a new stadium to, to, you know, get it half filled. They don't, it doesn't fill up until the playoffs roll around. People just, you know, they, they don't come. They, they just stay home and wait for and and talk about the, the third string tailback, you know, for the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, so I guess why the biggest lie ever told in a sports movie is if you build it, they will come. Right. And that is is unfortunately not happening. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're talking about that. Uh, you know, we're moving teams from from Oakland to to uh las vegas where they don't care it's just going to be tourists out there going to visit their yeah you know favorite casino but if you're feeling it i mean like i was just in vegas to catch a raiders game yeah sort of well i mean it was more packers fans than raiders right. but, but it was but it was full uh i went there happy actually, bottom line yeah well the second year i went there so i'm with my wife and we're going we're going to see a night's game because I I, I, I want to like check that off yep. the list. And then I'm looking around and, I forget, and we're, we're on the strip. We're just having a beer. And I said, Mike, you know, I, I got something wrong here because there's, there's all the night stuff everywhere. I'm seeing people talk about it. Like this city is actually embracing it far better than I thought. And then the bartender says, what'd you say about my nights? Like, I didn't say anything. I said I was wrong. Yeah. So I, okay. I, I've got to say like in my limited, very limited experience, it, seemed well i mean it is also a growing city and maybe it may never be the biggest passionate base for just the very reason you said i think a lot of people right. in vegas are not necessarily native that area but yeah you, you're you're gonna see there there's a lot of corporate season ticket holders you know the the hotels buy up huge blocks and they they give them away as packages you know to come out for a weekend you know catch the green bay packers in vegas catch the patriots in vegas and you know people make a weekend out of it uh, it's a destination trip and uh, but there just aren't there isn't the local love that I think the um, Oakland A's would end up getting if they went back to Montreal.
Oh, you mean like uh, I mean like if they they oh, if they had moved the A's to Montreal, yeah. things would have been a lot have better. That same problem though, they still have that horrible stadium. Build it, you know, to Montreal. They can afford it. <laughs> Maybe it depends on where they put it. Uh, actually, I actually went to a Metallica concert there that turned out to be a riot, but that's another story for Ooh. another time. Okay. Yes. All right. So and I look you... forward to it. Thank. Yeah. There you so, go. Thank you so much for having oh. me. Please, so this this has been my pleasure. Uh, again, where can everyone follow you? And follow me on Zitter at Tmurf two hundred seven, and check out all of my all of my work at diehardbostonsportsfans.com. All right, sounds great. Thanks so much. And wherever you are, wherever you may be, check out all the other shows here in the Bucknerverse. Thank you so much, and take care. Thank you.